podcast hosted by Bobby Enright. Welcome guys to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host Bobby Enright. And today's show, I'm going to speak about plateaus and this is something that, that happens in a lot of people and, I, and I've, do, I've done a podcast on this previously, but I think it's something that we should definitely uh, kind of go over again and cover the main aspects and thought process around plateaus and what you can do and, and what you can apply to your own programming and your own strategy um, each week to, to make sure that you have continued progress. So I suppose the first thing is to define a plateau. A plateau really, when it comes to body composition, is the body's ability to adapt. It's The body, body has a fantastic ability to adapt to any stimulus put upon it. And over a period of time, when you're in a dieting phase, your body has a self-defense mechanism. We've spoke about this as well in previous podcasts. And if you look back in season one, you'll see uh, a podcast there talking about the self-defense mechanism. But the body will always fight change. It always wants to get back to a, a point of homeostasis. Think of balance. So when we're dieting, we're in a we're in a calorie restricted state. So we're in a deficit. We're also probably at that stage in a high output threshold through training and cardiovascular works and neat. So the body is taking in less energy than it's burning. So the body is going to adapt over time and make physiological changes and make that journey for you really, really difficult. So there's obviously going to be a rise in cortisol in that in that state as well. There's probably going to be a lack of good quality sleep. You maybe be a bit more driven towards uh, cravings and hyperpalatable foods, maybe a bit irrit- um, irritated as well during the day, maybe a bit because of stress. So all these factors are all adaptions the body is trying to trying to do is trying to defend against fat, further fat loss. And what you'll find with the raise in stress hormone cortisol, you will see a downregulation in digestion. You will see uh, you'll see the body's ability to burn fat and utilize fat and oxidize and um, metabolize fat is going to be um, downregulated as well. So what happens is you start to plateau your weight loss just just plateaus and there's a couple of key areas we need to start to think about at this stage because this is a negative adaption and we need to combat it by making a positive change that was, is going to change the variable and is going to um, kickstart further progress. So the first way I would look at this is a very first um, point I would say to you to look at is your training and your training volume. So your training is your strength training, your volume, how much you're doing per week. So that's where I would put my first emphasis. Okay, what is the training volume like? Are you at a place during your time in the dieting phase that your training volume is quite high? Maybe per exercise you're doing three to four sets. Maybe you're extending your sets by doing drop sets, mechanical drop sets, all that thing, rest pauses, all this kind of stuff. That's going to create further fatigue. So is that something that we could potentially look at? And as our first port to call and say, maybe we've been on that pathway of volume for maybe the last six, eight, 12 weeks. And is it time to maybe deload from that volume? Is it time to to look at bringing volume down for a week, let the body recover, and then we go again? So that's the first variable I would say to you to look at is the volume. How much are you actually doing through your strength training? Then we carry the next pointer over to our cardiovascular work. Is your cardio work outweighing your strength training work, which should never happen? So are you doing in excess cardio morning and evening, maybe twice a day? maybe seven days a week for 90 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever it may be. But is, is it an excessive amount of cardio? So are you, are you gone down that road where you've really built up a massive amount of fatigue from the amount of cardiovascular work you're doing? So maybe it might be a case of tailoring that back and working, working back to 
can I maybe if I'm doing currently five days of 60 minutes, can I split that and start to split the, the, the 60 minutes, five days sessions over the um, seven day period and maybe do a little bit post training in the morning and then do a little bit in the evening or vice versa. So you're not doing it in one block. You're having a little bit of a rest in between doing your full 60 minutes. You're doing 30 post workout and maybe maybe you get up in the morning, you do faster cardio. So you're doing 30 minutes in the morning. Then you do your, your weight training in the afternoon and you go and you do 30 minutes after your weight training as well. So you could split your cardio work there and that might give you a little bit more time to recover and it might down down regulate fatigue a little bit or you can start to drop off some sessions. So these are two key areas around training, cardiovascular work, looking at the volume and the dosage you're doing in that, and then looking at your volume within your strength training programming and see, can you take a deload or pull back a little bit of the extended sets that possibly you would have put in. Then we'd obviously have to look at uh, our calorie figure. Where are we calorie wise and how long have we been in this deficit? So maintenance calories, how much of a deficit have you gone into? 10, 15, 20%. And where are we on that spectrum? Um, obviously, we'll, you'll have a baseline of protein set across your entire uh, dieting phase. But wh- where is carbohydrates at the moment? Where is your fat intake at the moment? So if you have been excessively dieting in 20% for over 8, 10, 12 weeks, the potential there for negative adaptance is huge because the body is going to catch up with what you're doing. It's going to evaluate itself and it's going to fight against that further weight loss. So what I would suggest there is we start to look at adding in a diet break, which could be up to between three and five to six days. So that could be something potentially that would make a massive difference to your body. What you would do there is, and we've spoke about that before in diet breaks, you just bring your calories back up to maintenance. You're going to see, leave your protein roughly where it is. You're going to creep up your, your carbohydrates, obviously, uh, I, I, probably a very, very good amount, maybe double or um, 1.5 times your current intake and then obviously fats will creep a little bit with it what that will do is it will bring your calories up to maintenance figure that gives you a little bit more energy coming in at the same time you could start to reduce a little bit of volume and training as well and utilize that as the same week and what that will do is give your body's ability to wash away that extra fatigue it gives it that week to do that so that's something from a calorie standpoint i would suggest straight away you start to look at as well so now you've got a couple of variables you're looking at you're looking at your training volume you're looking at cardiovascular volume and then you're looking at your 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 calorie intake and where it currently is because remember that if we are in excessively low carbohydrate and we're training five times weight time or weight training sessions five times per week remember the body's ability within them sessions sessions the main driver of atp there is muscle glycogen carbohydrate so if you are on very very low carbohydrates say somewhere under 150 grams per day um that could be very very detrimental to muscle tissue to training performance which is huge because that's what we want to maintain throughout our prep uh, throughout our dieting phases training performance is to be optimal because the training performance is what's going to create the adaption on the muscular system that's what's going to create the adaption on body composition is building lean tissue so we need to preserve that sessions and we need to make sure we're fueling them sessions properly so when it comes to calories guys diet breaking for a week is one option also we could look at uh, if, if if you haven't been in in a, a a deeper deficit for a very long time we could put in a 48 hour refeed and start to schedule these in for a couple of weeks just to give you a bit of break from that dieting fatigue as well um, and they could be easily scheduled in by just literally saying to yourself okay two days in the week each week for the next three to four weeks i'm going to do um i'm going to bring my carbs basically carbs is what you're going to work with here up 
maybe double or maybe add 1.5 or, or or even more but bringing your calories roughly up closer to maintenance for them two days then going back down into your deficit again and pushing on again for an, another five days and doing your two days refeed again so again all these factors when it comes to calories these all these cards can be played so you have your diet break option you have your um refeed option and the other option as well and this is something that's overlooked an awful lot by people because there is a fear of doing it you might have been in a fat loss phase for a certain period of time say for six to eight weeks and you you ran that quite excessively and your body's ability to lose further body fat is just stopped or reduced massively so what i would suggest there is you go back up to a maintenance calories so you might run back up to maintenance for about four to six weeks and then you can come back down into a, a fat loss phase again. So again, what that's going to do is it going to, it's going to increase your, your calorie intake. It's going to improve performance. It'll pr- improve the biofeed markers that you're struggling with, like sleep, stress, um, training fatigue, all that. And then after them few weeks, your body will have adapted to that higher calorie set point. And then you can drop back down into a fat loss phase again and run that for about four to six weeks and vice versa, run that kind of protocol. And that could be something that you could do that could really help you for further, further, um, further reduction in, in body fat. So that's really, really important, guys. And when it comes to plateaus as well, you need to always assess it from all them angles and look at, okay, if I look at my training and look at my training volume, that's one set point cardio. That's my second set point. Calories is my third set point. Then we look at NEAT, non-exercise thermogenesis, how much steps you're doing per day. Maybe you're doing excessive steps. Maybe you're, you're, you're outside of your general moving around daily steps. You're doing another five, six, seven, eight, ten thousand steps. Maybe you can reduce that for a period of time again to help with that stress response, to help with that fatigue. And all these areas is what we look at individually. And this is what I want you to think about when you're plateauing. It's not just that you have to eat less and move more and train harder and train harder and do more cardio, more cardio. Your body is adapted to what you're doing. So what are you going to do? If you're at a a very low end of calories, you're going to start to, your only option is to dig deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until there is a point of no return. And then you're going to find, okay, I've been digging so deep now. I'm absolutely exhausted total mental and physical fatigue in the body and what happens you fall off the wagon you're, you're going to binge eat you're going to want to eat some fo- hyper palatable foods and everything is stacked against you at this stage so that's really important we don't get to that stage that's why we phase when when i'm working with clients i'll always look at phases in my head and i'll map it out where we need to be okay where, how long are we running this deficit for if they're currently um, eating in excess calories and going to bring them probably to maintenance for the first four weeks let their body settle in at maintenance calories then i'm going to drop down into des- de- deficit possibly 10 percent for another four to six weeks and then i'm going to assess and see how that phase goes before i decide will i go a little bit deeper in the in the the fat loss phase or will i go back up to maintenance again and again this is so so important and i think it's missed by an awful lot of people that going up to maintenance calories remember it's maintenance calories maintaining current body weight it's not about gaining body fat yes you might gain one or two kilos on the scales but that is absolutely nothing when it comes to the overall picture you're trying to do in terms of improving performance down regulating stress improving sleep getting all your biofeed markers back into where they need to be and what's going to happen the body's going to respond super well to your next fat loss phase and you're going to even look better and better again and again we will run phases as well where we creep calories up into a surplus, which is really important because we need to spend time there too to, to, to build and grow muscle and create a 
big environment for growth. And then when we drop down into maintenance and back down into fat loss phase, we'll have more lean tissue accrued. And from that set point, our metabolism is going to be at a higher rate. So we'll be able to consume more calories and burn more calories at rest than we than we previously were. So these phases are really important that we look at them and adhere to them um, because you cannot linear, linear diet. You can't just pick a figure and just drop and drop weight suddenly and expect it to keep going in the same direction and and again as well with people and i see this a lot with clients at the moment when we're looking at when i'm, I'm dealing with newer clients that are coming on online they're expecting massive results super fast but remember you you have a set of behaviors and habits instilled with the last number of years or months or whatever it may be and it's going to take the body time to adapt to this new stimulus that we're putting upon it so the first two to four weeks are literally just getting your body into that adaption phase and then you start to see the snowball effect of the results start to come the weight starts to drop the body composition starts to change you're looking really well you're getting you're getting stronger in the gym you're feeling better so you have to allow that period of time because it's not an overnight process but when it comes to plateaus guys i i it's something that people stress massively about and i feel that it's just uh, you once you understand the cards you can play and the tools you can use in your toolbox, I feel that you're going to have a better decision making process and you're going to be, be able to make better decisions and then make quite educated strategic decisions that are going to make a big difference, like tr cutting your training volume a little bit, like um, decreasing your cardio or splitting it over um, a twice a day period in shorter sessions. Maybe bring them your steps set point down. The extra ones you're doing, you might pull them out for a while. Bring your calories to maintenance for four to six weeks. Take a, a, a diet break for a week. Do a two-day refeed. So all of these factors, and you could write these down and have these as kind of your thought process tree. So you could have in the middle, okay, um, weight loss plateau, and then have your little pointers going off of it that you look at. And then you can just assess. And if you've got a coach, this will be done for you. And if your coach isn't thinking this way and planning your journey this way, then then you get rid of your coach. End of story. Because when I'm working with people in the background, I will have all my phases. I'll know exactly where the person is. I'll know where we need to be going in the, in, in the near future, the next three to four weeks. And I'll be planning around that. And then I'm anticipating um, plateaus and I'm anticipating all these areas that might kick up and I have a thought process around that as well so that's all that is is just planning and being strategic so when it comes to your plateau always look at the bigger picture because it, like I said the body has a self-defense mechanism it does not like change so you need to slowly coax the body into it that's why we don't have the all-in effect where we just go all in drop calories drastically, train lows, do loads of cardio because that gets us nowhere. And many people have done crash dieting and what happens? They come back around to where they were and they're probably in a worse position. And that's what's the killer. Um, so it's really important, guys, we start to look at plateaus as, yes, they're something that's quite frustrating, but once we understand them and we understand what to do in that, in that particular period of your phase, then you know what changes you can make and you can see what happens. <clears throat> this is the beauty about having data. Like if you're self-coaching yourself, you I would have some sort of data that you can write down and you can you can basically track and, and monitor. And that could be something as simple as literally tracking your weight, doing body measurements, tracking your uh, your progress pictures and basically 
checking your blood pressure once a week, uh, you know, stuff like that. How is your sleep? Get something to measure your sleep. Sleep cycle app on your phone, get a watch, get an aura ring, and you can have some data coming back at you and you can see these adaptions starting to happen. The scale starts to stop, sleep starts to get worse, blood pressure starts to go up, all these areas, fatigue, you're constantly tired, you're unmotivated for training. So then you know, okay, this is happening, this is starting to happen, so now I need to make a change. So I start to look at my little structure, my little tree I've, I've written down, and I can pick one of these variables to try, and then I can get some data from that, and that then the next time this happens, you'll remember or you'll have wrote down, okay, that's what happened when I did this. So that's the same um, point a pointer I'm seeing or data I'm seeing. So now I'm I feel if I did this like I did last time, that should work. And that's the beauty about it. And that's why with coaching, you you all this collective data that we have, it's not just for the good of our health or to look smart. It's actually to make intuitive decisions and make smart, educated decisions around making changes for you and and helping you with your progress. Again, when we go to the gym, it isn't a case of we lift every weight we lift, we get stronger every single session. That It doesn't work that way. The strength curve doesn't work that way. Fat loss doesn't work in a linear fashion. Strength doesn't work in a linear fashion. We need to take periods of pushing and pulling back, pushing and pulling back. Same in the dieting phase, maintenance, fat loss, maintenance, push phase, back down to maintenance, back down to fat loss. So we're doing that approach all the time. And that's what's going to give us our biggest bang for our buck and the biggest results when we make changes at the right time and when we spot these adaptions happening and these negative adaptions creeping in and we make changes straight away. That's where results are going to come, guys. And that's what I want you to really think about now when you're looking at your own programming and where you are in your fat loss journey. And again, if you've just started, don't expect the world to change in the first four weeks. Just expect that your body will start to change but it's going to take a little bit of time. And that first month is just getting you set up, getting your body used to the training volume, used to the cardio structure, used to the, the, the food and the calories that are coming in. And then you'll see your body will start to adapt and you'll see changes starting happening after that first kind of four week period. That's kind of the sweet spot, I think, with most clients. And I've seen time and time and time again. And again, once your mindset is right and once you fully understand what's required to reach your goal, the amount of work that it will require, then at least you've an understanding and say, right, I fully understand what I have to do in my training, in my cardio, in my food choices and habits and behaviors around food and in my social life and in my lifestyle, what I need to do to live this way and have a body that I really, really am proud of. There's a certain group of um, rules that need to be acquired, uh, need to be adhered to because when you want to look a certain way, you can't go out eating eating Chinese food four times a week. You can't be drinking three nights in the weekend. You can't be going to bed super late, getting up late or early or whatever it may be, half-arsing your sessions, not really bo- bo- <clears throat> worried about your cardiovascular work, not getting your steps in. That's fine if, you, if you're doing all them things and you're expecting a result of a, a huge body composition change, you're fooling yourself. And that's why honesty is so important. And that's why when you look at a, a weight loss plateau or, or a plateau on anything, you have to be honest with yourself. What am I currently doing and what can I change? And if it's something where you're not getting results, you can ask these questions. Are you training hard enough? Are you putting in the required work that's needed to look a certain way? Because you look at somebody and you say, oh, they look amazing. It's easy for them. No, it's not. It's easy for nobody. It's just they're willing to do what you're not willing to do. 
And you, what you need to change your mindset around your self-talk is that you're actually going to do it. You're the one that wants to change. And you say, listen, I have the power to do this. I'm going to actually do it. And be proud of yourself when you actually do it because there's nothing more empowering than taking control of yourself and reaching a goal. And that is the most important thing. That's why we enter marathons. That's why we enter events and all this stuff because it's empowering to, to take yourself from the, the anxiety around booking something and then having to go through the process of training to, to be good enough to do it and then actually um, doing the action, the event, and coming out of it and feeling super proud that you actually did that. And then you go to your next one and next one and next one. So that's the same thing, guys. You just We need to be honest with ourselves. But again, when it comes to plateaus, look at that tree I spoke about. Look at the areas we can change. Don't just pick one. Pick one but and, and make a change and then see and then go to the next one and the next one and then you'll find your sweet spot and suddenly your plateau will be gone and you'll be back into your, your regime again of dropping body fat, getting into the best shape you can and again you repeat the process when that happens again. So hopefully that was helpful guys. I just want to reiterate that again in this podcast because I feel it's, it's a subject matter that comes up time and time and time again and it's something people really struggle with. So hopefully that makes sense to you. Any questions at all, don't hesitate to drop a message on any of the social media platforms which are in the show notes and also you can get me on my email which are in the show notes as well and if you're looking for coaching guys um please reach out uh, there is a link in my social media you can book a call we can get on a call discuss your plan your goal and how we can achieve it together so don't hesitate but ask okay guys i hope you're having a fantastic week and you hope you're going to really really push this week and have an amazing week and again, thank you, thank you um, for listening to Reach a Peak Podcast. Again, if I would appreciate if you would share on your social media platforms and tag the podcast, it would be absolutely fantastic. Again, thanks a million guys for listening to another episode of Reach Your Peak Podcast with your host, Bobby Enright. 